Hello and welcome to D Up Podcast. This is Louis Valletta. Today we got Nick Leon with us. He's a former professional basketball player and now involved in film and marketing. Thank you for coming to D Up. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are in terms of the professional basketball stuff you were doing in Europe and, and so on. Well, thank you for having me at D Up. I appreciate the invite. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Nick Leon. I'm a pro, uh, retired pro athlete. Um, I played around the world, probably 10 plus countries. Um, it was a very great experience um, traveling the world, seeing different uh, cultures, seeing different backgrounds, seeing different ethnicities. Um, it was very fun. It was a great experience to learn a lot of new things, um, as well as to play the game I love around the world. Um, I did that for I did that for seven seven plus years, like seven and a half, eight years. And then, um, you know, I decided that my future was very important for as far as like 401k, as far as pension, as far as, you know, planning for a future family. And, you know, in basketball, they don't have that. So it was very important for me to, once I got an opportunity as a job, you know, I, I took it right away. Because I said, you know, the basketball world is, the, the business is just it's tricky, man. It's tricky, it's cutthroat. Um, it's very, it's very dangerous if you're not, uh, if your skin is not tough enough. Give me an example. So, for example, you know, at times you'll be, you know, after one season you can have a really good season, and then you know you come home and you're like, yeah, I did really good in this season. You know, I did my thing. I should get a job really quick. You know, the expectation just it shuts you down real fast when you end up being home for three or four months, and you're like, oh man, you know, I'm spending the money I made. You know what I mean? I thought I was gonna get a job right away. You know, something happens in the you know in economy, whether it's that country that you're in or even your country, um, and it just slows the process down. And sometimes you're home longer than you expect. And so, like I said, you don't have a, a, a rough skin, um, a rough mentality, meaning to keep grinding it out, keep working hard every day, focusing on the goal and to get another job. You know, you can really it can really detour. You know, your life can really detour. And that's the rough part about the industry because it's cutthroat. Sometimes. You know, they see you, you did good, but the next guy is, you know, a little bit taller, a little bit stronger, shoot a little better, you know what I mean? And While you're out of a job, you're saying. Right. They're looking at other guys that are playing exactly. and that are a little bit more of a shiny object, and you're worried that they're gonna, that they're going to take your spot. Well, you're, you're not worried because yeah. you don't know what's going on behind the scenes as far as, like, when you have the right representation, that's what's really key because the representation, the person that's representing you, you want them to have to fight for you, the, 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 to battle for you day in and day out with the with the countries, with the teams in different countries, the organizations, the GMs, the owners. You want them to fight for you and let them, you know, let the other people know or the business people know that are at the top. Let them know that listen, my client, which is the athlete, he's going to give you the most. You know, he's going to be a great asset to your organization. He's going to bring you know nothing but winning. So if you don't have the right representation, you know, a lot of things can take longer than expected and so sometimes people you know some athletes get caught being home for five to six months yeah and then they're you know they're stressed out they you know they they don't know what to do but go are they working gym. on their game are they well, for the most game? part the most, those yeah. those who have a long career are those who constantly working in the gym regardless of how long they're home um they're constantly working on their game and waiting for that next opportunity yes. so you know once they get that opportunity they go and perform now they're bettering their, you know, their career. They're getting their experience, and then, you know, they're taking on the next opportunity to, to work towards the next opportunity. And so the, the crazy thing about it is, it's not like the NBA where guys get two, three-year contracts. 
You know what I mean? And overseas, it's different. I didn't know that. Yeah, some some com- some countries, some leagues, some players. It's very rare, but some players sign two year, three year contracts. But a lot of the players, they only sign one season contracts, and, and you know the the contracts could be from five months to mm-hmm. eight months to ten months. And after that season is over, it's like you gotta sign it, find a way to sign a new contract. And so, like I said, the representation is very, very, very. Your important. agent, your manager, your, your agent, manager, your right? manager, everything is so very. So they're constantly looking for a better place for you, you know, the the best fit for you, and they have to make sure. Now, if they're not doing their job, you're kind of screwed if they're not doing their work. Right. So I have an experience where, um, not to say that I didn't have a great agent because I, I've had some good agents, but. Yeah. It's just that some circumstances didn't work out the way they should have. And so for the most part, I had my agent work for me, but I was working for myself as well. And so I marketed myself as well. And the way I did it was to network. When you network and use social media, you got to use it to your advantage. And what I did was put videos out on a a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do that, you gotta be on Facebook all the time. So this is a part of that world. I had no idea, and I probably the listeners have no idea that this is part of that world. It, it, a lot of the players don't understand that because marketing yourself is the best thing you can do, especially when you have a great season. You have a 30-point average season. That What you wanna do is during that season, because what I remember, what I used to do was, towards later in my career, I used to go to coach and say, hey, you know, I could play for you and, you know, win for you. You know what I mean? So you're, it, just, you're just marketing yourself exactly, direct. Exactly, wow. direct. And you hit them with an email or you go up to them in person? How do you find them? Well, it's usually like the, the, the teams you play against, you talk yeah. to the coaches, you yeah. know, yeah. after the game. Oh, you know, so hey, you coach. actually invite up to them. Right, right up to them. Hey, coach, you know, <laughs> next season, you know, need a point guard, yeah. let me know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to you. What I used to do was, the teams I played in, the league that I played in, I used to go Facebook, go check out their Facebook page, their business page or whatever, the organization, I used to email them, right? Email them, I used to mess Facebook message them, and I used to reach out all the time. And it's crazy because when when I was home two two months, three months, yeah. it got me a job. So so they could respond back to you and they're saying, hey, yep. you remember, blah, blah, blah. Yup, because I sent them my, my basketball resume. Yeah. I sent them what, the vid highlights of what I did the season before. Yeah. And what I do is I involve my agent. Right, 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 right. right. So, I mean, it looks better for you to have rep- represent- that good representation, but you now have to give your agent the cut of the contract that you just secured. Right, exactly. It's like, it it no. sucks, but that's why I said it's, that business is cutthroat. Yeah. Because it's like you need the representation because the representation has more connections and more networks than you do than the athlete does whereas if if you build your resume right your first year out of college yeah. second year out of college third year out of college you keep playing you keep playing you go to season to season to season but now once you start marketing yourself right and you start getting into like let's say you go to like let's just say romania yeah. you play in romania your first year out of college then you play in romania your second year out of college yeah. once you go there two years in a row you should already be talking to these other teams in the league sometimes you play for the bottom team now it's time you want the chance and the opportunity to play for the top team you know what i mean so when you market yourself during that season it's gonna benefit you and a lot of players don't see that and don't understand that and don't know that and so what i try to do is when i speak to athletes that are still playing pro athletes that are still playing some athletes that are still in college some high school kids i tell them that Market yourself because it's so important. You know what I mean? Sometimes when you feel like you're struggling 
and you don't know what to do, the only thing you can do as an athlete is market yourself. Fight, fight for yourself. Fight for yourself. Because right, no one's right. going to fight for you the way you're going to fight for yourself. Absolutely not. Because they have other clients. They have other opportunities. Right. right? Exactly. So you're going you're gonna to be that main guy to reach out to. Like, let's just put it out there. Maybe you reach out to 50 people. One of those guys might be the guy that says, hey, let's come, come, come check us out. Exactly. Tell us about your... That first of all, that that that's I don't think anybody that listen knows that unless they're a player, <laughs> unless they're a player. That, that shocked me to see that this business is just like any other business. It's any other. That's business. crazy. And the one year contracts, the mostly the one year contracts, so that leaves a lot of instability for the yep. basketball player. You think? See, my rationale is: Oh, you're a professional basketball player. All you got to worry about is playing basketball. No, it's that's not, not that it. simple. That's the business. Now, here's another question: Is there living? Is the living that you make good enough to where you could just play basketball over there? Or do you need a side hustle? So anyone. Like I'm talking like the, the average player, not the best, not the worst. Right, right, right. But right. the average player. Do they can they live comfortably on the pro salary debt? So in the country, yes. Yes. In the so country, in country, yes. Yeah, in that yeah. country, yes. But when you come back home yes. and you're from the States, it's, it's too expensive, especially if you're from a city like New York City. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where everything yeah. is expensive. Where, so, you know, it's different from where you live in other states. You yes. know, it's cheaper living. Yes. However, in the other country, yes, you're, you're able to live there and, you know, pay for the food and, yeah. have, you know, pay for rent that's costing 100 Like, in, for example, Mexico costs $200 a month to live in a nice apartment, that's a one-bedroom apartment. That's Right. So, but <laughs> on the contrary, I always give the advice that you always want to figure out a side hustle. Yes. Because basketball ain't going to be forever. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes something might get in the way where you hurt your knee, you hurt your ankle, you know what I mean? Your Achilles, your back, something. Who, who knows? You don't know. So, you. It's okay. You want to have, you always want to have. A side hustle, and that's kind of what I did. Yeah, but what it was the side hustle. I mean, so my side hustle was, was it, filming. Was the, it was the it film was the filming. Cool, man. That's great. So you were filming. Now, uh, this is my, if you're filming, you're doing it on the side, blah, blah, blah. Did you film your teammates? You do a lot of that so, stuff? You, do you combine it at all? Or no? So what I what I did was, so what I started doing was I was filming myself. Yeah. And so I was, you know, doing my own edits of my highlights and stuff like that. I was Beautiful. doing that myself. That's nice. And then and I was in the market you too. Right. It's exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. And so then I was doing some teammates of mine, like yeah. some of the kids that were local, some of the local uh, teammates of mine was doing that. And then when I came home, I started jumping into the film production company. So I jumped into nice. the film production. I got, you know, uh, uh, got as assistants, and then some. Some of them I was directing. I was assistant directing, and then I started working working on my own individual projects. New York. In New York. So during my time at home, while I'm waiting for a job, I'm yes. working out two times a day, nice. and then filming, and then going to work in the film industry, making some extra money so that the money I made basketball, I was saving it. Yes. And so yes. I wish I would have saved early in my career. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you had to side hustle, you were saving early, and that right. was wonderful. Right, yeah. but you know, yeah. you, you learn over time, and sometimes you just need someone, you know, like a veteran to uh, mentor you and to give you some ideas. And unfortunately, I had a few mentors, some guys that I played with that were in the NBA that didn't really make it in the NBA. You know what I mean? They made it for they a year yeah, and they, right. you know, they got sent there's, down. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Right, which is a lot of them. And so a lot of them just told me, you know, one thing, one thing, a uh, 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 top player that I played with told me one time he's a veteran. He was like, 30, I was like 21. Or oh, over there? He's a yeah, yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, over there when I was playing. Yeah. He said, it's not how much money you make. It's how much money you save. 
And when he told me that, I was like, I looked at my account and I'm like, man, yeah. I just spent three three thousand dollars on nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. So once he told me that, it was the little things. Then from that point, I started asking a whole bunch of veterans, like a bunch of questions. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. It could yeah. be the dumbest question, but it could be the smartest question for you. Yes, you know what I mean for that person because you learn, you get that experience, and you learn from that, and you build on it. And so what I did was. I was asking a bunch of questions, and I was seeing a lot of what these players were doing. They was doing side stuff, a lot of side hustle stuff, and I'm like, man, I need to start doing it. When I was, when I was like 21, 22, no, 23, sorry, excuse me. When I was 23. Still young, though. Right. Still young. And so by 25, yeah. that's when I started doing the side hustle, and I was like, man, I got to do this for real because I got to figure out a life after basketball yeah. because if this don't work out, I got to make sure I got a backup plan. The chance of, <laughs> of, of making it into the NBA is, I think, I forgot. It's very dude. It's like acting. <laughs> yep. like, like, you think you're going to make it in the acting. There's got to, the stars have to align perfectly. And on top of that, you got to be perfect. Exactly. So you got to be perfect to be in the lottery ping pong. Exactly. And then you got to also have a little luck. Yep. And also, you know, what, what I wanted to ask you was like, you only have like a small span of years to make this work as an athlete so your saving has to be what that side hustle is yeah, super important super important super important what's the craziest side hustle you've ever seen that player like the, the one that you were like you know you do that and you play basketball and you do that <laughs> tell me tell me tell me i mean it was, anything crazy um <laughs> like anything from janitor to point star like did anybody no, no, it, was, like that? it was more like um like music video stuff yeah, like yeah. like some athletes was doing music videos yeah, yeah, and they yeah. was getting paid to do it like um, sing sing or no just no no like just like no just like like i guess playing a role yeah in the music like video. butler and yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. country music i just saw that last exactly. night exactly luke bryant and like yeah. someone like um cp3 like yeah. you know how he does the all the all state commercials yeah yeah, yeah doing yeah, that yeah, so yeah. they was doing that some players was doing you know some players was doing illegal things yeah yeah you know, yeah all that see see that this is juicy stuff <laughs> i want to see that like you try doing illegal things yeah. but you know that was their business I, you know, I, I had nothing against them you know yeah. they made they was making their money and i was just like you know, that wasn't for me. I had to figure out a way yes. for me to figure out what side hustle I wanted for my future. Yes. And so it's very important for all athletes. I, would, I, would tell, I tell every athlete, find a side hustle and start now, man. Yes. Because yes. you have to build, because this basketball ain't forever, man. Hopefully it's, you know, you play until you can't walk anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like more, more, you know, more power to you. But for me, it was just like, one, I, you know what it was? I got tired of just a waiting game yeah and a lot of players they get frustrated with that and stressed yeah. and for me i got tired of the waiting game because i started saying to myself if i had a job mm -hmm. right i could make so much more money not waiting by the time you know while i was waiting i'm losing out on so much more money not only money but i'm losing out time so you get what i'm saying because i'm getting older yeah. the body's wearing down you know what I mean? When I was 28, my, my body was just like starting to hurt, you know what I mean? All yeah, the time from playing so much. And so um, I played in a season where we playing four games a week. Four games a week, that's like an NBA schedule. Right back there, to back. It's terrible. Yeah. Back, so it'll be like Monday, Tuesday, yeah. off Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, oh, then tough. off Saturday. So it was like, oh. after that season, I was like, yeah. man, like this is this is tough. Even though everywhere is different. Every every other league and you know, country is different. But for me, I'm talking about for me, like my personal experience, once my body, and I started feeling like, man, like this is taking a toll, you know what I mean? And like, I started figuring out 
my future is more important. I want to start having a family, and it's very tough to have a family yeah. and then still be an international or, or, or professional athlete abroad. Absolutely, yeah, of course, because your fam if your family's over here, you're never, you're yeah. half, you're half of the time, you're not, <laughs> you're not home. You're not seeing them. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So me, that's I, why I've never had kids when I was young, because I always told myself, I want to be there with my family, you know what I mean? Like, I can't be away from my family, even though I'm doing it for my family. I can't be away from my family. And you know, don't get me wrong, a lot of players do it, and a lot of players are capable of doing it. Sure. But everyone's different. Everyone, and not everybody's made the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own preference, you know, their own reasoning for doing what they do. Is that, do you think that that's what transitioned you out of basketball? That's my question. Because I was going to get to, like, was it the injuries? Was it, what was it? Or was it a combination of everything that you're like, I can't do it? No, it was just a combination of everything. Um, on top of the fact that wait the waiting game, and then it was like the time thing. yeah the time thing. It was like I'm waiting and like I'm waiting, and then I'm waiting to go make you know a certain amount of money, you know, because every athlete is different. Yeah. So I'm waiting to go make this certain amount of money, but then I'm going home for three four months, and I'm spending what I was you know partially what I made a third of what I made while I'm home because it's like you gotta pay bills, especially if you're going home. You gotta pay bills. You gotta buy food. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It, it, you're spending all that, you know, not all the money, but majority, a third of that money you're spending while you're home, and then you gotta wait to the next job. Yeah. So it was that. It was just everything the overall. It sounds to yeah. me like like a lot of the actors I know go through this. Some of the actors that you know that on TV that I know that, that you've seen, I could tell you they're my friends. I went to school with them. These guys are well recognized on TV, and they still have a bus tour job. This yeah. one guy has his bus tour job. Yeah. Another one is a waitress, and you've seen her face. Yeah. So you 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 can't. You can't, uh, I say only like 1% or probably less than 1% can make a living doing what they want and feel comfortable. comfortable. You know, everybody gets that whole thing of like, oh, basketball player, professional, but the dog, yep. you know, it's easy. It's easy. Oh, you're just making to make a ton of money. And, um, and, not that simple. and for me, yeah, I, to be honest, I never heard this. I never heard this, this end of it because I'm always on the NBA stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think about, holy cow, these but guys. Don't, are... don't get it twisted. It's, it's the same for NBA players too. Like those that are, you know, not the, the starting five. You, I'm talking about like the last five are you, on the bench. Did, are you serious? Because yeah, I, 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 I mean, don't I get me wrong. wrong. They make. They making, yeah, they're making a lot of money, but it's kind of the same mentality where they got to wait for the opportunity. Yeah. They got to go strive for another opportunity. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work in the NBA, they got to find the next job right. and they got to wait for the next they job. They have a limited lifespan too. Exactly. So they got to the money they're making is maybe the biggest bulk of the biggest chunk, right? Yep. Uh, that they're going to make their whole life. They're gonna, probably if they go from the NBA and then leave the NBA, yeah, yes, that's, that's the biggest chunk they're going to make. Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, it's different for, you know, every athlete is different, yeah. but you know, I'm speaking from the average athlete, the average pro athlete that goes play abroad, that yeah. goes make some good money and spends their money or saves their money and then trying to figure out what's next. Yeah. Because what made me really think about it was I didn't want to be 35, playing till I'm 35, 37, and then trying to figure out what's next. Right. Right. So I said, by 27, I said, I have a few goals, personal goals besides basketball that I want to achieve. And so for me, it was like, how am I going to achieve those goals and then start figuring out what I'm going to do? So I was like, now nah, I need to find a job. I need to find a job because I need stability. I want to have a family. I want to start a family. You know, and I want to focus on my future. I don't want to keep waiting no more. I'm tired of waiting. You know what I mean? But I was, like I said, I was very fortunate um, from, you know, my beginning of my career, how I started. I get, it got all messed up, but I was very fortunate to continue to grind. 
continue to fight my way through, find jobs, get jobs, save my money, and um, you know, enjoy the experience. Yeah, so I did my masters and then I went I went to play professionally. I went my first season was in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I did three seasons there. Um beautiful. It was cutthroat, obviously. Cutthroat yeah. is one of the biggest leagues around the world. Um it was very cutthroat, so um my time there was limited. Um I enjoyed my time there. I've experienced a lot there, I've learned a lot there, but I used that experience and I built it, like I said, to market myself, to figure out how to get more jobs. Um, instead of focusing on letting the agent do the work, I did the work as well. Um, so that started in Puerto Rico. So it started, started in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I started doing it over there. Um, I started connecting there. Started playing with some a few NBA players. And, um, and you were filming at that time too. You started the no, I started no, no, I started at twenty five. So that by my third season in Puerto Rico, yeah. that's when I started the filming. Yeah, by twenty five, and then um, um, yeah, I played with a few NBA players. Um, um, what's your, what's your, what was the kind of your your best your your not maybe your favorite season? <laughs> give me your best season that stands out to you. Okay, when so, you were playing abroad. So my best, my favorite season, my best, well, my favorite season was is weird because I had two of them. Yeah. One season I barely played. It was my third season in Puerto Rico. I was on the the number one team in Puerto Rico. Um, I was like. The 14th guy on the bench. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a native, so yeah. it's different. It wasn't like I was an American there. I was a yeah. native, so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. from there, so yeah. it's different. Like, the Americans play first anywhere around the world, professionally. And so, for me, um, it was the the best time of my life as far as just an athlete and then just having a regular life as an athlete in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um Puerto Rico is a beautiful island. Of course, it's yeah. one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yeah, and so and then playing with the players I played with, young and older, yeah. they were really helpful in a lot of ways where they mentored me. Nice. They gave me a lot of advice. Um, they held me down as far as supporting me. Um, you know, if I if I was um, um, how, how can I say it? Like, I, I got so close with guys there that. I was closer with the older guys rather than the guys that were my age. And um, I had a few, two, I had like two more kids that were my age, but it was like, I didn't want to be with them because I like to always be with the older guys to get more knowledge. They have more wisdom. They have more experience. And so I learned, um, I, I was with um, Ronaldo Balkman from the Knicks. Of course. He played on my team that year. We, we went to the championship. We went to the finals. We lost in the finals, but... Um, he played I, there. Huh? Over there in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he played. He played there. He he won a few championships in Puerto Rico. Amazing. Yeah. So I, I played. Um, I played with him, and he was one of my my one of my favorite um teammates because he always kept it real with me. He I, my my locker was right next to his, so we really caught like a real a real bond. Yes. Um, he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot of the game. He taught me a lot of the politics. Um. You know, he was always willing to help me out. He was always willing to support me. He was always willing to, you know, talk with me and give me some advice. Hopefully um, giving you free tickets for the next two. No, but he never went back. Yeah. He never went back after that. So but um but it was unfortunate because he, he had the talent and um you know, sometimes like you know, like all of us, we all, you know, get get involved in something and then sometimes it takes away from the future, but you gotta direct yourself somewhere else and you gotta um Use your use your head to guide yourself a different way. What happened to him? I don't know. 
I, I, I didn't even honestly it. I never really spoke about it. Um, it's just it didn't work out in the NBA with you know some teams, and he was trying to get back, but they didn't want him back. Yeah, and did he, he played pro, pro, professional well, he abroad. Played, yeah, after he played abroad. After, yeah, he yeah. kept playing abroad. Right. Yeah, he's still playing abroad today, still to today. Um, and he won a few championships and uh, a few championships, Puerto Rico, Indonesia, like you know, yeah, crazy places, beautiful places. Yeah, um, but he was one of my favorite teammates that I had. I learned a lot from him. Um, and then from that point on, that was one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. My best season was when I played in Mexico. Um, I played in Mexico. That was that league was very tough. What part of Mexico was this? I was in um so I was in um the Ciudad de Obregón. And it's a it's a different you know, all cities, you're probably not gonna know all no, cities, no, right? No. Besides Mexico City. Obviously Tulum, you can't cool yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all the Mexico tourists. City. Yeah, yeah that's all the tourists all yeah, yeah. tourist cities. But um I played for a city of Obregon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice city. Um Mexico was very dangerous, so I learned a lot playing there. But as far as my best season, um I was doing my thing. I feel like I did my part as far as a leader, as far as a point guard, as far as uh, my game, like that was probably my one of my best statistics uh, seasons because I averaged almost 15 points a game, three assists, but I shot 50, 40, 90. Wow. So, so 50% for, from three, for guys, yeah. 40% from two, for, and then 90% from, from free throws. Yeah, that's insane. And so that's insane. the crazy thing is I ended up, I ended up having issues with the organization in the playoffs, and I ended up we ended up going to the chip, but I ended up leaving before the championship because what, what was the problem? The problem is in Mexico they have a um, uh, a structure. Their structure was, and their rules were you gotta only have two of uh, four Americans at the same time, right? And so you can have five Americans, but like one of them gotta like be sitting out, whatever. Like one of them can't play, can't be dressed on the team and that game. Yeah, right. So one of them can't be dressed. So you got four to be signed in. Let's just say, let's call it signed in, if you will. And so what happened was you get a certain amount of sign-ins, right? Sign in, sign off, sign off. Yeah. So like one player, let's just say, I sign you off yeah. for tonight's game. Yeah. But I sign another player on yeah. that took your position. Okay. So I can still keep you. Right? Yeah. I can still keep you, but yeah. you're signed off for tonight. So their regu- their rules and regulation was they only have, I think, five sign-offs yeah. for the season. So it got down to the, you know, we already, beginning of the season started. They signed off some players, so they already started using it, whatever. So now it was down to, like, three or four. Then um, down the line, yeah, my, my camera's done. Oh, it's okay. It's no, it's good. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so down the line... It was, there was only like two sign-offs left. Yeah. And so I didn't know this rule. So I didn't know what was going on. I hurt my thumb like three, uh, four games before the playoffs. I hurt my thumb. I swiped down, whatever. My thumb was swollen for like two, uh, a week. It was a week. And like I said, we played four games in a week. So once you're out in a, in a week, there's a lot of basketball you're missing. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. I ended up hurting my thumb. I sat out. They signed me off. Once they signed me off, they brought in another point guard. Okay. And so when they brought in another point guard, they signed him in. Now there was five GMs in my organization. Mm-hmm. They all they all were like part owners, part GMs, right? And so with those five guys, three of them, it was like two of them wanted me, 
Two of them didn't want me, and then there was like one that was in between. So the coach was on my side. Look how the politics work. Yeah, this is insane. (laughs) The coach wanted me, and he was fighting for me. But in their mind, what he didn't tell me was they wanted to save me for the playoffs, save my sign-in, my sign-in, save the sign-in for me to sign back in. They wanted to keep that kid playing and then wait just in case something happens. They were going to sign me back in. But I'm like, coach. I'm sitting out too long. Yeah. I'm not, you know, playing yes. with the team. Yes. You know, the 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 um, what? How do you say it? The chemistry, you know, is yeah. different. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? The, the, the new kid that the was coming new, in, yeah, it made that upsets everybody. It was upsetting everyone. They wasn't liking the way he was playing. The first like two or three games, they didn't like it. They were losing. They lost one, lost one, and then so I was going to the coach like, coach, what's up, man? Like he's like, yo, I'm trying to fight for you. I'm trying to fight for you. I want you to play, yeah. but they don't want you to play. I'm like, oh man. So I'm talking to the GMs. I'm like, I didn't do the call my call my agent, let my agent talk. You know, I did that the first time, yeah. and then from that point on, I did the talking. So I let my agent know what was going on. I'm I'm trying to figure out what's happening. Talk to the GMs. That's the agent's job. Then after he told me, I'm like, all right, cool. I understand what's going on now. Three games later, I'm like. Now I'm like, I'm not calling my agent. I'm going to talk to the GM myself. I'm going to talk to the coach myself. Yeah. I'm going to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Give me the real. Don't tell my agent something. And then, you know, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what happened. The coach, they was like, listen, we don't want to sign them in. We don't want to sign them in. The coach was like, what? Boom, boom, boom. And I'm telling coach, coach, we have two games left to the playoffs. I want to get back with the team. I want to get the chemistry. I want to get my yeah. conditioning up. Yeah. I want to get my, you know, endurance up yeah, so before the playoffs start. So not just jumping in cold right in the playoffs. Yeah, which you can't. It's a which different is, speed anyway. Right? right, but which is yeah. seven games, yeah. seven game series, five seven game series that you're playing. And I'm like, coach, I'm gonna be out of shape by the yeah. time we get there. You yes, know what I mean? Because yes. when you're in a different country and you're not playing for the top team, even though we were the top team because that's what I helped do the entire season. We were the number one team in the league. And so I felt offended because I'm like, I helped the team as a point guard. I helped the team achieve number one, even though I'm not the the, the number one scorer on the team. But as a leader, as a point guard, guard. you're running the show. Right, I'm running the show. I led the team to to, to number one, being the number one. And so... I told coach, and coach was like, listen, I'm going to talk to him again and see if I sign you in. All right, cool. He signed me in. I'm like, yes. Now I'm ready to go. The coach now, is on your side. Coach is on my he side. Wants you to go. Yes. So now, like I said, there was only two sign-ins left. Yeah. So now, once he signed me in, there was only one more sign-in, right? What they did was they played me the two games. Yeah. Then they signed me off and put the kid right back in and signed it back in. There was no more sign-ins. Because they said that the series that was coming up for the yeah. first series, yeah. they wanted they they liked his matchup with the other teams, not my matchup. Talk about political. <laughs> yeah, so, so they signed me off. They signed him in. It was done for me. And then I was then they, they I talked with them. They was like, "Listen, we're sorry. We told the coach what the plan was. He didn't want to listen. The, you know, I'm like, why you guys didn't tell me that? Yes, you get what I'm saying? Yes. I didn't know what was going on. Yes, and so yes. basically, they stabbed me in my back. It was all communication. It's just, it wasn't transparent. Right, exactly. So what they did was they kept me signed until the championship. Yeah. And so they said, if we win each series, yeah. we'll still pay you. Yeah. You can still practice with the team. You can still work out. You can still have the gym. Everything, which is lovely. You can yeah. still get your food. Your, you know, your, you can stay in your, your, your apartment. Whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. But they said, we make the championship, your contract's over. So I'm like, what? 
So I'm like, all right, I'll stay. So I'm politicking. I'll stay because I'm like, you know, maybe just supporting them and letting the GMs know that I'm still be able to support, be a true professional. Championship, you know, the the semifinals came, and then so you know they they were on the brink to winning the the semifinals. So then I started saying, "There's nothing for me to be here anymore." You get what I'm saying? I said, "I'm not gonna get paid anymore." I can't. I, I was like, I can go on the road, but it's like for what? They're not gonna have a room for me. I'm I'm gonna go on the road. If they win the the the, the road trip is yeah. like six to eight hours. I'm not gonna go there and then try to figure out what I'm doing and sleep on somebody's floor. Yeah. I'm not doing that. You hear what I'm saying? So I told my teammate, I'm like, my teammates was fighting for me. Yo, we want Nick. Why you do that to him? Boom, boom, boom. We want Nick. The whole season we've been winning with Nick. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. They want the chemistry. They want that, right. that, that family chemistry again. Right. And so um, it was just interesting to me. And for me, I just made the decision to just leave. Because I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time. And then, you know, I could have stayed. I could have, like, enjoyed it. They won, they won the, the championship at our home. Which was cool, but they won, and it was like it was very unfortunate it's for bitter. me. It's bitter. It's yeah, it bitter. was very, it's very bitter. Unfortunate. You all contributed to that, and then they, at the end, you're, you're not a, you don't have a hand. I was so upset. It's like bro. it's almost <laughs> like they trade, they trade for you, and if it's possible in the playoffs, and you're gone. Yep. that's insane. Yep. That, and that's that's insane. That, but that was one, one of my best. best that was one of my best statistical seasons. Wow, man. Because then I went to I went to Chile, but Chile was a short season for me because I went. Um, right before the playoffs, into the playoffs, and then we lost in the um, we lost in the first round. So, which I averaged, I averaged twenty, and then that's crazy because I averaged twenty five and, and six. Wow, that's that's crazy for a point guard your size. And then twenty five and six, and and even with that, yeah. I was being told, "Oh, you're good, you're good for next season, you're good for yeah, next yeah, season." Yeah. And everyone in Latin America saw you. Yeah, they saw what you can do. You killed it. Yeah. Even after that, I was yeah. still struggling to find a that, job. That's insane. And that this was my last crazy. season. No, that wasn't my last season. I'm lying. But after that, I would decide it, like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with waiting. I'm done with politicking. I'm done with trying to figure out what's happening with my career. By that time, I was 29. And, you know, like I said, back and forth, I was coming home. And I was like, you know, working here, yeah. film production. I'm building my, you know, my, you get my business. Yeah, so now I'm building my, my, my own business here with the film yeah. stuff. And you have a master's degree. It's probably a lot more than a lot of people that play. Right, exactly. So I was doing that, and then I said, I said, I'm done. I, I, I got, I got a job offer to um, do film and marketing, and so I was like, wow, this is like a blessing. You know here, what I mean? Here, yeah, right, here, 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 here. I got, I got a job, and so I was like, wow, this is like it worked out so well. And so I said to myself, if I don't take this job and I wait for another basketball contract, this job probably would never come up again. And so I said, give me this job. That's a hard decision. To make. <laughs> so it was, That's a hard decision. It was make. a very hard decision to make. And so what happened was my last season is funny because from that point on, I, you know, I, I, I accepted the facts. I accepted, you know, like I said, by that time, my body was already, you know, starting to hurt. Of course. You know what I mean? It was starting to tell me, you know, send signals. Um, after that, you know, I was tired of waiting. After that, I was like, you know, by the time I, you know, I, I made a goal by the time I was 30, I wanted to do something. And so I was like, 30 is right around the corner. I need to start focusing on my goals. You know, I did the basketball thing. I saved money. I made money. You know what I mean? I did. I, I got great experiences. I played with a lot of great people. You know, I got the full experience. So it, it wasn't like I didn't achieve nothing as a professional athlete. Yeah. I did, you know? And so... You, you you accomplished more than 99% of basketball players. 
the only right. the only issue I have with you, and the only issue I take with you, is that you never you never emailed James Dolan because the Knicks needed a point guard for the last twenty years. No, I wish. I that wish. was the only failure that you, that you made. <laughs> right, an agent, he, he failed on that one. Right, damn. Um, so, well, but that's an insane, insane career. If you to call mm-hmm. it, call it early. You, you called it early, like twenty nine is super, super early, early to yeah. do that, especially when you got all that. Um, you, you have all that. You know, you, you accomplished the dream. You did all that. Blah blah blah. But this, this, it's like what? 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 what, what you, Michael retired. Jordan retired. Like. The first time, I'm like, that's crazy early. The 29 is insanely early. It just takes a lot of balls to do that. So do you think hindsight doing that for you, did it work out? For you, was that the right decision? That was the right decision. Look at that. Look at that. That was the right decision. Listen to that. Yeah. Listen to that. For me, it was like, now I feel more secure. Now I feel happier because... I found my side hustle. Yes. I found my, my happiness in my side hustle. Yes. And now my side hustle became my stability. Right. Because <laughs> that's the only thing you lacked in basketball. In basketball, that's, right. That's stability. With stability on a day-to-day basis, right. on a weekly, weekly basis, on a yeah. month-to-month basis, and now on a yearly, year, year-to-year basis. Yeah. I'm secure. It's amazing. So for me, it's like now my future's bright. Now yeah. I'm like, I get to save even more money. Now I look at guys, you know, and you know, Everyone's different, like yeah, I said in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I look at guys that are home, and I'm like, wow, if I was still playing, I would be so stressed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy, yes. And yeah. so I look at it now, and I look at some of my you know, some of my peers that are still playing. Um, you know, Some of them that are my age is you know, maybe yeah. a little, you know, two years younger, and I'm like, you guys are stressed. You guys are struggling right now, trying to figure it out. And then you're waiting five, six months to get a job, yeah, and then it's like you got to Wait again. You got to figure it out again. Yo, yeah, there's a big crazy. basketball market. Obviously, as you see, like in, in terms of fans, the market is ridiculous all over the world. Did you ever think about making a documentary of the dark side of basketball, like this? What you're telling me? All this stuff as an NBA <laughs> fan, since I'm a little young kid, I don't know. Right. So, right. did you ever think about doing that? So, I started. I started filming a documentary, and it was just about like my story because. Yeah. That's not even half of the story. No, I could imagine. Yeah, that's I not even half of the story. All the other shit. I and so, um, like I said, I've accomplished a lot. I've been to championships yeah. on a professional level. Um, I've lost in a, you know, I've lost in championships professional level. I've won championships in college. I won championships in high school. Um, I've dealt with losing. I've dealt with waiting. I've dealt with being skipped. I've dealt with all the challenges that an athlete can deal with. And so today, I look at myself like. I've accomplished a lot, you know what I mean, and I'm still not done. <laughs> so, but to answer your question, I, I, I think in terms of your your ambition, your goals, I would say you're one fourth done. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I think if you have like you have a similar mindset to to, to me, I, I mean, it's like you can accomplish a lot, but the brain you have, I think you haven't even accomplished one fourth yet exactly. of what you think you're gonna, exactly. of what you really are gonna accomplish. Exactly. So yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the, in the, in the making. The documentary is yes. in the making. That's great. Um, and I kind of, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to end it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm like waiting for to how to end it because there's so many details and there's so many things that's still to come. And it's like I can't do it now. You right. Because the story's not over. Yeah, the story's not over. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. But when my documentary come out, yeah. 
I think it'll be a great documentary. I, I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I would watch it, but you have to also understand as an artist, there has to be a time where you have to just say, I'm going to cut it. Right, right, because right, obviously, right. This should, it's going to keep on going. Yeah, 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 right, but right, there right. needs to be a time where it's just like, okay, you know, I'm going to take this piece and there can always be a part two. But the part one, I got to cut it right now. So, so that's a great point. So as far as part one, I think where I'm going to cut it is when I start, you know, when things start opening up with the pandemic and yeah. stuff. I'm gonna start doing more public speaking as far as going to high schools, Beautiful. speaking at uh, the, the the athletic departments as far as football, whatever sport it is. I want to go talk to the kids, tell them my story a little bit, tell them you know how to, how I persevered, how I overcame those challenges. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm gonna end the part one with. That would be so. I'm waiting for that moment, even though I, I told everyone what the plan is, but yes. Yes. you know I, I think it's still gonna be a dope documentary. Did you ever speak um, at Low West Dad School? You yes, can, you can I have. Yeah, I was just saying, I you have. Can, if you have that clip, you have the clip. I have. So you just I have. do that at I, a, like, I did, it, I did it at my college, Beautiful. my former college, my alma mater. I did it at St. Peter's. Yes. Yeah, I did it at my college. I did it at my high school, um, Lincoln. Beautiful. And then I did it at L School. I got a few coaches that are willing to let me do it. Um, so, I'm, like I said, I'm waiting for the pandemic to open up. Of get, course. Get a few yeah. more schools, and then I'm going to finish the diamond right. Yeah, that would be an amazing clip yeah, to the first, to, yeah, to the first know, cut. Who's the best player? NBA oh, no, we will. No, okay, okay. Who's Because we're in the transition right now. NBA, right? <laughs> who's the best player? And it might not be an NBA player because I have a story about my, my, my life too. NBA, who is the best NBA or professional basketball player in Europe that you've ever covered? Because maybe he's not in the NBA. Ooh. Who's the best ever in terms of what you've seen? How, like, you know, guy like, you like match me, up with? Like me in person? You in person? That you had, you know, switched off on. You're like, what? This guy's crazy. Or, or maybe a guy that you guarded the whole game. Who is that guy for you? That's a good question. That you're looking at in competition. You're like, okay, this guy's a little different. Like how the NBA players used to look at Michael Jordan. Or he's just walking on oh, it. Okay, who's, okay. who's this guy for you? Honestly, I, I don't know names. No, <laughs> no, really. So Not that I'm guarded. So you, you know I who they are. Against, yeah, I know like who they face. are. Yeah, because I played against them and they some of them... Was in a G League. Some of them yes. you know, made a team in the NBA. Oh, perfect example. I got one. Um, Scott Machado. I don't know this guy. Scott Machado. Who's he, Scott Machado? He played for the Lakers. He played for the Rockets. Uh, am I, am I, <laughs> I'm a basketball aficionado. I still know this guy. Scott. Scott, no. I don't know Scott. For Scott real. Machado, bro. Scott Machado. Now I'm going to have to Google this guy. Yep. Scott Machado. He was... Um, he was a... a white guy? Really, white guy? Nah, he, he's mixed. He's, he's mixed. I think he's Brazilian. But he played at Iona. Oh, he played at Iona. My friend Greg played at Iona. What year? Uh, 2011. Okay, my guy. Yeah, 2011, he graduated. We graduated at the same time. So this guy you used to play with. So him. But I used to play against him in college, you know, not on the professional level. Professional level is different. You know, it's a different animal. But the toughest player to guard was Scott because his pick and roll game was serious. His pick and roll game was serious. And here you are talking about a guy, and the point is, I don't even know who this guy is, <laughs> and you're saying this guy is the best guy you've went up against in your in your in your memory. That's, that's how that's how shit goes. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And then there's other guys that you you that know I their know. name, they know their face, and maybe they aren't as spectacular in person right. or as like intimidating in person. But here, this guy is the number one for you. Yeah, but he he's not intimidating. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, he's a very yeah. good player, not yeah. intimidating, but, but like, it was hard to guard him. Different. Yeah, it was just different. And it, it, different. It, was, it was cool to see that 
he made it to the NBA because it was like I played against him. Yeah. I beat him in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, but it was just cool. It was just cool. You know, I mean, a cool experience. How tall is he? How tall is he? He's about 6'1". 6'1". Oh, so he's short. 6'2". Short, short, yeah, 6'1", six, 6'2". Yeah. Um, but he's a great passer. He's a great... He played in um, Australia. He was probably, I think, the MVP in Australia League. Um, but he was. he's a great... He's a great, uh, you know, athlete, um, basketball player that I played against. Uh, one of the toughest to guard is to guard in the pick and roll because he's a great passer. But I played against a few NBA guys, yeah. man, and I'm like, this dude was really in the NBA, bro. Yeah. See, <laughs> I'm telling you, you it's, know, like, I've, I've noticed really that. In the NBA, man, like, yeah. seriously. Because you know, the stars, bro. like I was going to say before, when I said the stars have to align, right place, right time, it exists in every business. you got to do the work, but also Facts. you need a little bit of right place at right time. The best actors in the in the um, in the Hollywood, the best actors are not the they're not the best. They're, better, they're the right? person we're seeing the most because they were in the right place for the time. Yeah. All right. So, um, the, really, really, really quickly, I, I have a story. Lowrass knows this. So I used to guard. I used to have to guard. What's his name? I got another player. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah give me, give I me. Got me another I got another player. Who played the NBA. He played for the Clippers, but this was like back, back then. Okay. Like you're a little bit older than me, so yeah, yeah. But he's a, a Spanish kid in Puerto Rico. Yeah. His name is Guillermo Diaz. Again, I don't know. Okay, no, no, but this is back yeah, 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 when he played yeah. for the Clippers. It was a, I think he played for the Clippers for one season. Yeah. You know, but the point is he made it to the NBA as a point guard, and he's about 6'1". No, he's about 6'1", 6'2". Uh, I played against him in PR my first year. Um, it was like I, I was guarding him well, but it, it was like it was tough to guard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm, it's funny because my rookie season, I played against him, and it was like I had to guard him, like even in the playoffs, and like I did a good job. And he was just so athletic, right? He was skinny, but he was so that athletic. Sucks. His shot—he was no lie, like three feet off the floor on his jump shot. Yeah. But he didn't have a, a crazy like jump shot. Yeah, yeah. It but was just, just like his he got his point was too high. Was too high. Right, and so. It's crazy because that was my rookie season, right? I played against him. We played him in the playoffs. I ended up, I ended up starting in the playoffs my rookie season against the number one team. They smoked us four zero. They smoked us, but I played really well. Yeah, I played really well. I averaged in the playoffs. I probably averaged um, eleven points, uh, three assists, and probably shot over forty percent, right? And this was my rookie season. That's great, bro. right? Playing against NBA guys. Yeah. I played in the NBA. Yeah, and so. My third season, like I told you, my third season, I played with the number one team. He played this with the same team, and so he was one of the starters. I used to play him one on one every single day. Talk about that's like having someone on your team. You get to, <laughs> you get to guard them in practice. They they make you so, so much, much better. So much better. You know, I was yeah. playing him one on one every day. I was like. This dude playing in the NBA, I need to play one on one. I used to talk it's, trash to everybody. I used to one thing about me, yeah. the only way for me to get better was to yeah. talk trash to everybody and play against everybody. Well, you got nothing to lose at yeah, that. Yeah, I got yeah. So I, <laughs> I used to play against all my teammates. I'm talking about from six foot, six one yeah. to six nine. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Like one on one, three dribbles, it's like you're not beating. I do I do the three dribble thing too. Yeah, yeah so like, that gets you better. That it gets, gets you, you automatically better. better. Quicker thinking, yeah. Quicker moves, yeah. It's it's real life basketball. Real life basketball. Because in the game, you don't dribble around the court, right? right exactly. Right. And so right. I was beating everybody. That's great. I was beating everybody. No, that's not. But him. But so he's the only guy. I was the only ask you, did guy. You beat, did you beat him? No. The only guy I've never beaten one on one. But 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 
with him, it was like when we played, when I played one on one with like my teammates, and it was like four or five guys, it was king of the court. But with him, when I played him one on one every day, that season I was there, every day I played him. Cause I'm like, nah, like I gotta beat you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You played in the NBA, yeah. you making great money over yeah. here, we're on the number one team. Yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna see what it's like. Right, yeah, even though I'm on the number one team too, yeah. but you know, I'm the 14th guy, you yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. You're, the, you're the starting five player, yes. you're the starting five uh, shooting guard. Even though at six one, six two, but I want to play you. And we was doing king of the court, but we was yeah. doing best out of three. Nice. And so, so I never could beat him. So I beat him one game. Like I'll beat him one game. Yeah, but you won't be him he'll two. Be, he'll be he'll beat me twice, and yeah. I'll be like, yo, yep. I used to be tight. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I used to be like, I gotta work on my game even more. You're playing NBA two K. You can't beat that really good player. It's like. Phew. I gotta go home and practice. Right, right, right. But every day, and, and not for nothing, I build a great relationship with him. Now That's I great. go back to PR. I call him. Great. You know, I go see him. You know, he treats me like a you know a cousin. Yes. And um and you know I talk to him, and he's still playing in Puerto Rico. He's still playing. Yeah, he's now. still playing. Wow. He's, and he's about no lie. He's about thirty five. You know, he's Damn. about thirty six now. Hard to do. Hard, hard to, to do, do, especially man. as a guard. Hard it's to very do. hard. How old is LeBron? LeBron's 35, 36. Yeah, that's nuts. But it's, it's different yeah. for a bigger guy. It's yeah. different when you're smaller. You got to run yeah. more. You got to get everyone more involved. Right. Pick right. and rolls all the time. Sadly, and a lot of NBA trainers will tell you, I know I'm going to upset a lot of people, but <laughs> I speak to them. And they will, behind closed doors, one very well-known guy told me, he's like, it's like an unsaid thing. Everyone knows the smaller you are in terms of comparing you to a seven-footer. Yeah. The skill level that you have to have yeah. as a as a as, as a small guy doesn't even compare doesn't to a seven. some crazy number that something like seventy percent. I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but he he said to me, he's like over sixty or seventy percent of seventy seven footers in the world play professional basketball because of their height. Their height. Their height. Their height. Their height. So so the large percentage of seven footers are in the uh, are in a professional basketball system. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know what the number is for small guys, but it's not even close. <laughs> it's not, it's even, not close. even close for that. The skill the skill close. level is not there. It's so different. So you went through a lot of your 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 uh, in terms of the uh, the, the professional uh, basketball over uh, abroad. You like it's unstable, this and that. Yep. Then we we transitioned to the NBA, and it's going to lead us to the to the news of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant coming together in Brooklyn. I'm now, excited about that. I, I, I'm totally excited. <laughs> Before we get to Harden, though. I want you to tell me, so you you just oppose all these guys that are struggling over there, and then you got a guy like Kyrie, beautiful contract, $35 million a year, got everything laid out in front of him, perfect, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's just skipping out, and a lot of people like Stephen A and those big, they're covering him, and they're covering him really, really, really negatively. And, and I also am kind of on the Stephen A side, because yeah. without even hearing what you said, without even hearing any of this, I was like, dude, he's almost like spitting in God's face by, like, here, you got this great gift in the world. Talent. Got everything in the world, right? You're getting a great contract. You're making more in one game than a guy at Starbucks will make possibly in, in 10 years. And you're throwing this, like, you, you know what I'm saying? I wish I had more. Can I get more? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can I answer yeah. this question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's a, there's a reason for why <laughs> the way I'm going to answer this question. So go ahead. What, what was it? Four hundred sixty thousand dollars a game, and it's thirty-five million dollars a year. Is the Kyrie Irving's contract for the Nets? And 
and where he's not so playing. What I was gonna say was to answer your question yeah. is that you know I I, I I I see all you know it's the it's the commentator or the analyst or whatever you want to call them or the analyst right yeah 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 all of them. Um, it's their job to focus on sometimes pointing out the negative things that these players are doing, right? Sure. Because that's what they get paid to do. And it grabs likes and, and, and headlines. Right. It, it's likes and it's it, That's views. exactly what I was going to go to because yeah. today's world, everyone's more interested in the negative thing sure. rather than the positive thing. Sure. If Kyrie makes twenty million, nobody cares because he's making twenty million a year. You get what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's the accurate number. Yeah, yeah. But no one really cares about that because they already know he makes more money than than any other person that's thinking about it. So they're like, ah, oh, whatever. But when you start talking about negative, negative, you know, aspects to a to a player like Kyrie, a high caliber player like Kyrie, everyone wants to tune in. Sure. And so, with that being said, is we don't know what Kyrie's going through. Mentally, sure, I don't. You know, and it's like I feel bad for him because he's getting scrutinized because of so much money that he makes, so yeah. much talent that he has. But deep down inside, we don't know what he's going through. That's Everyone right. goes through something severe and goes through depression. We don't know. He probably could be going through depression, and we sure. don't know about that. Sure, and he is. And let's make it a no mistake: he's losing money for this game. So all, all so total, he's lost two point three million dollars oh already. So there must be something to it. Let, let's see what you got. And yeah. so I want to no, I just wanted to read a, a, a scripture from the Bible. Yeah. And the reason why, I'm not trying to get biblical, but the reason why is because God explains this in the Bible. And he talks about when you're talking about a person that, that deals with a lot of money. Yeah. When, they, when you focus on what you get paid, sometimes you don't get the other side of it. And so in the, in the scriptures, the, it's 1 Timothy 6. It says, but those who are ter- determined to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge men into destruction and ruin. That's and so, right to right, <laughs> exact to that. And so the reason, the reason why I bring this scripture yeah. up, First um, Timothy 6 verse 9, is because he has all the money in the world that yeah. he can, you know, that he wanted, that he dreamt of, yeah. that we dream of. Yeah, you just a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, the contract, the sponsor he has enough. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's probably going through something right now yes. that that that's very mentally challenged for him. And you know, I pray for him, and I hope that he finds himself in a better um, spiritual sense because. No one knows what he's going through unless that one person that he expressed himself to. So I feel bad for him. So, so I feel you, bad for so him. So you take the opposite side so I take the opposite. Of, of the analyst. And I do. I do. Like I do. Because regardless of regardless if we get paid, so we yeah. had a job, right? Let's yeah. just say it's not even basketball. We have a job, right? Yeah. And we got paid. Let's just say the same amount. Yeah. But we're having a bad week. Yeah. We can that's take off for a week. That's right. That's we can right. take off for a week and say I'm not going to work because the only person I got to talk to. Even though that's that's another side that's going to the story that he's not communicating with his team. That's what, yeah. Which is really weird. Yeah. Because it's weird to me, and that's yeah. probably why he's getting so many negative comments and absolutely, you know, the side of the story. Absolutely, but that kind of solidifies the fact that he's mentally in a bad place because exactly. normal people will communicate. He's probably going exactly. through something crazy. Exactly. And yeah. So, like I said, like I was going to say, the example was we could have a job, we could take off a week. Sure. sure. And if we take off Monday through Friday, including Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Even though they don't take off Saturday and Sunday, they play on Saturday and Sundays. But 
If we took off a week, no one's going to, you know, people are going to question it, yeah. but no one knows what we're going through. We could have been going through, you know, we just lost someone in the family, you know. Nobody knows that. Even probably Stephen A. Smith don't know that. Right. They, that right. he lost someone close to him, right. and he's just not expressing it to the world, Absolutely. and it's affecting his life. Right. And he's taking off from playing basketball because he's deeply hurt. Yeah, I checked. Yeah, I checked on. Yeah, I checked on ESPN. <laughs> uh, checked on their 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 the, the headlines. Right. I like to see the headlines of who says what about Jalen Rose, Stephen A. And one more guy. I don't know who it was, but you would know his name. They both called for Kyrie on the same day to retire. All of them. What? They said he should retire. Three. I, I, I saw three. Stephen A. saying. Oh, no, there's more. There's Jalen Brown and that, it, not a Kendrick, maybe Kendrick Ferguson. There's one more that that said just retire now. Really? So it's crazy. But I again, going back to this, I think it's for. I think that's for headlines. Yeah. And I think, I think that's for headlines yeah. too, man. And it's like, I understand their point of view because it's like, dude, you get paid so much money. Yeah, and that's my and, point of view too. Yeah. I, I, I look at it that way too. Like, impulsively, I'm like, if I'm making that money, you know, but you brought, in the men, you brought in the mental health thing. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, there's been times where I don't want to talk to anybody for, for, for not one month, and, but like almost for like a year. And that's, like, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's exactly why I bring it up because I've been through that as well. Yeah, where, and sometimes we get caught in our daily lives where something doesn't go our way. Besides what we do on a daily basis, yeah. as far as work, we get caught up in it. And it's like, we don't, you know, he's coping with some that yes. we don't know. Right. You get what I'm saying? And, and it's like for them to attack him, it's kind of not fair, but it's their job to do it. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? So you get both sides. So I get both sides. Yeah, I get both sides because he's making too much money for him to just take off and not communicate with his with his workplace. Right. You get what I'm saying? With his boss. I hope to see. I hope to see like the truth. I want to see right. when he, when he comes out and sees, and then we and, and we see that. And then there's another top. There's another problem he's going to face, and that's I have a question. coexisting with James. What you're sorry? We'll, we'll get to James. Yeah. When did his father pass? His father passed, right? Honestly, I don't. I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh. I think his father passed. I think it's probably. I don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah. but if that, is but true, if that is true, if that is true, it's gotta have something to do with it. it. And it's like if it happened last year, yeah. and like there, and if like it happened during this time, during yeah. this month, it could be that that he's coping with it. And oh, he's no, like, I, I take a whole two two years off. Then <laughs> I would. I right. couldn't cope with a parent dying. Right. So it's like we don't know, and yeah. I think sometimes we gotta. You know, it's hard to put ourselves in other people's shoes. It is. And it's like when, once we do that, then we really see the reality of what someone really does does go through, yeah. regardless of how much money they're making. Because at the end world. of the day, they're human beings. They're not gods. Exactly. We, we, we tend to, at least I did when I was young, I looked at these guys as like gods, but they're not. They're just right. human, human beings that live exactly like you and I. Exactly. I learned that from playing abroad as yeah. well. When I see these NBA plays, and I'm like, man, these guys are regular people. To, to total, so yeah. Sometimes they, you know, they have uh, their spirits can be low and can be high as well as mine. Right. And right. honestly, that's what it's all about. It's about your spirit being high, and when your spirit is high, you're happy. You know, you're doing the best things of your life. Yeah. But when you're sad, it's like all hell can break loose. Yes. And I think that's what's happening to Kyrie, but. Man, like I said, man, I, I, I pray that, you know, I pray for that kid, man, because he's a crazy talent. I want to see Same. all three of them come back. Yeah, so you being a point guard, looking at him, right. you must be like, it's how really does hard he do that? Being a point guard is the hardest position in the basketball world. The most period. skilled, and you've got to be, mentally, emotionally, you got to be a leader. You've got to be top-notch every day. Yeah. It's very tough. De- very demanding. Very demanding. 
So what is your view as a point guard, right? You know that Kyrie Irving needs the ball to score, right? And now you got the th- big three together. There's the, the best the best three put together since the Clay, Steph, and Durant, ironically, right? That that's the best three put together since that time, right? And it's the biggest it's the biggest uh, conglomeration uh, uh, um, teaming up of stars since Anthony Davis yeah. and, and LeBron, right? Yeah. So this is like tremendous. Now, how do you see James Harden? Coming to the Nets, as we talked about, <laughs> how do you see him coexisting with Kyrie Irving without any mental stuff? I'm talking about basketball. Right. Well, how do you see that working out with KD on the wing? How, how do those two guys, point guards that need the ball, how do they coexist? And what is, what is the Nets organization thinking and doing that? Honestly, I think, number one, it's going to be more pick and roll, yeah. number one. Number two, I think... Um, I think it comes it comes down to Kyrie Irving. Who's running the pick and roll? Really when you say a lot of pick and roll, so who's it, gonna run it, that pick it's and gonna roll? be it's gonna be a lot of both James Harden and Kyrie running that pick and roll. But are you trying but to say I that they're gonna do it together? Like no, they're, they're, no, no, it's not gonna be like this. What I mean is, it's really gonna come down to Kyrie because, like I said, as a point guard, it's your job to not only lead but to set an example, to be the example. Every single day, even though he's not doing that right now, right. you know, being a leader right now. Um, but it's it's his job to coexist everyone together, sure. to bring everyone together and to yeah. play together. So that's one thing that I struggled with really, really being a full-on Kyrie Irving fan. Because as a point guard, I feel like sometimes he's a little bit too selfish. Of course. You know course. what I mean? With his Boston Celtics. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like it comes down to him. If he really wants to win another championship with KD and, and James, he got to really involve them more first. Absolutely. He got to put them first and then put himself last. I agree. Now that James Harden is in the picture, I feel like James Harden got to do the same. He's got to do the same. And I think ultimately it's KD's team hands down. Hands down is KD's team. 100% because he's the most stable leader there. Exactly. And and he's been proven to be a good leader. He's actually been been a good leader. Stable. He's stable. You you know what you're getting with Durant. Also, he shows up all the time. Day in and day Um, out. So he he's definitely stable there. What do you think of Santa Claus? I mean, James Harden coming in. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of him? 